welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. I just did a peepop for you. It's Radio Trivia Episode 131. With me, we have Curtis Bonds. Hello, everybody. Hey, yeah, uh, I, I pulled him away from the video camera to, to do a podcast, <laughs> if you can believe it. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard not to just see my face on a daily basis, but you know what? I'll make an exception this time. Well, you, you could, like, act it out later and and splice in something yeah yeah you know i'll do yeah do like a little reenactment of the episode (laughs) well i got a pretty standard lineup here five games uh and uh several listener requests i got a lot of really good listener requests recently and i just want to thank everyone for sending those in so i'm uh i think we got uh three maybe even four no no three requests um, and I think they're all really good songs, so, um... Well, let's hope. I'm really... Yeah, well, let's just do this. Thank you. 
Starting off with something very uplifting and cheerful. <laughs> it's got to set the mood. You know, you can't yeah. always like start off with like a super happy fun time song, right? Right, right. Yeah, it has a little bit of a wintry feel to it, so I feel like it's uh, appropriate considering the holidays. <laughs> That's Luigi crying. Ho ho ho! Oh, oh for um, Luigi! <laughs> ho ho ho! Everyone, yes, winter time. <laughs> yeah, happy Festivus. Happier, a little more yeah. energetic there. You know? <laughs> so I don't know, Curtis, if you figured this game out yet or not. But no, I, not yet. It's sounding sort of familiar, but at the same time, not. <laughs> okay, well, here's your hint question. Okay. And this time I, I really did try to make it a hint. I, I promise. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> Which newly playable character shamelessly apes a classic Capcom NES game? Okay, now okay, now I do get it.
right, what game is this? That is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yes! <laughs> Freeze! <laughs> mm-hmm. I had an inkling that with that first song, I was in my mind, it was like, it sounds a lot like Donkey Kong Country, but it sounds too good to be Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> so I, I was on the right track there. Then then he gave that hint, and it's like, okay, yes, I do remember these songs. These, these were from Tropical, Tropical Freeze. Yeah, uh, Tropical Freeze, uh, like so many platformers that I buy, I think I just sort of like consumed it entirely over the course of a week or maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the problem with that is is that like a lot of the details get blurry because yeah. it was over such a short period of time. I really like this game. Yeah, and, me too. Um, I mean, I like the original, but I definitely like this game more. And I can't can't quite put my finger on why. I don't know if it maybe level design's a little tighter or um, well, the controls I guess are better because it's not using the, the, the shake. Oh yeah, so you don't don't have to waggle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just it just seems like it's put together just a little bit better. It just seems like they learned a lot of little things um, that made the game better. And, and of course, the soundtrack is probably a really oh. big reason why this game is better. The, yes, the first soundtrack was good. I mean, but it was very conservative. It was mostly mm-hmm. remixes. Yeah, mostly remixes, mostly like digital kind of yeah, renditions. Yeah. So this. Tropical Freeze, I'm not going to say every level has its own music, but it, it's got to be damn close. Yeah. I mean, aside from maybe like the bonus temple areas or something, uh, the soundtrack is huge. And, and, you know, some of them more atmospheric and you may not remember them than others, but on the whole, this is a really meaty soundtrack. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize it until I, I pulled up the soundtrack for this game and it's just like, holy crap. Yeah, while yeah, while I was playing it when it first came out, I was just absolutely blown away by the soundtrack. Um, now, not because you're you're kind of going on something earlier about why you can't really put your finger on why you like this more than uh, the first Donkey Kong Country Returns game, and I feel like it mostly has to do with just the overall presentation of the game and the levels. Like, there's just so much more like original atmosphere in this game. Like, you know, the first, the Donkey Kong Country Returns, like, went through kind of the tropes. You got the cave levels, you got the beach levels, and the volcano, and stuff like that. But with this game, I feel like they got to be a little more creative with uh, some of the theming of the worlds, uh, if you could really call them worlds. But, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. they're islands, right? Yeah, they're they're all islands, yeah. Uh, But... They still technically called them worlds in the level select, but uh, it, but anyway, uh, it felt more alive, I think, than Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, you know, and the music definitely helped that too, with uh, David Wise composing pretty much most of the original music. Uh, just it just absolutely blew me away. Well, there are there are like four different composers, and I, d- I don't know who contributed, you know, how much to what, but. Uh, it, David Wise gets a lot of credit, but yeah, David, yeah, yeah, David Wise like pretty much composed most of uh, like the original songs, and a lot of the remixes were done by others. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some of the remixes are really good, though. Oh yeah. More so than you know a lot of the ones in the Wii game. Not that those were bad. It just they were, again they were yeah they were just very safe yeah yeah. But we didn't answer the bonus question, which of course uh, is regarding uh, the new playable character that. Apes. <laughs> uh, uh, apes, a, a classic Capcom NES game. Of course, that classic Capcom game being DuckTales. Woo! 
and uh, Cranky being uh, apparently Mr. McDuck. Um, he doesn't play exactly the same as yeah. Scrooge. I mean, his handling's different, but it, the mean, general the general idea is still there. He's just using a cane to kind of like bop on you know hazards and enemies and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, they, they make some clever use of that. Where if you you know if you don't have Cranky, you can't reach certain areas. Um, I don't know. I thought they did a pretty good job with um, the alternate characters and yeah. you know, making them, uh, you know, a power up that you need to get somewhere mm-hmm. uh, to unlock a, like a secret exit or something. Yeah, they, yeah. But I felt like in the case of like Cranky and Diddy, they were only really useful to get to those specific areas because I, I don't know. I felt like Dixie was just the sidekick to have. Like she, she was able to float in her. Uh, Kong power was the best, and it's just like mm. okay, I'll I'll use Diddy and Cranky if I have to, but I just want to stick with Dixie. I don't think I ever used those Kong powers. I never thought to. When I did, I never seemed to use them very well. They were just very peripheral. But I, I get what you're saying. I think Cranky's pretty good underwater. Mm-hmm. He's got that cane that becomes like a, a sword. Oh yeah, underwater. Yeah. So um, that's when he kind of shines, I think. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a fun game overall. For some reason, you passed on it uh pick it up i mean it's you know okay lots of platformers but it's a quality game yeah definitely yeah definitely pick it up if you if you felt like the first donkey Kong country returns game was ruined by the waggle you would be absolutely foolish to pass this game up because not only Mm -hmm. it does it get rid of the waggle but it is absolutely better in pretty much almost every single regard the only thing i don't really didn't really like about uh, Tropical Freeze was uh, when you defeat the boss. It felt like such a disconnected experience. Like you know, when you beat the when you beat the boss, when you land the final blow on the boss uh, in Donkey Kong Country Returns, you get a little scene of him being knocked out, and then you you know do the multiple punch. But when you beat a boss in this game, once you land the final blow, it kind of just circle fades in, then fades back out to you know beating him up, and it just felt really just it just interrupted the flow of just that entire battle. Oh, wow. I didn't notice that. Uh, The the bosses are pretty... Actually, that's probably the weakest part of this game, is the bosses are kind of tedious. Yeah, they can can be pretty hard, but it felt like... And that's that's the thing, too. Like, with those boss battles, it would have felt more rewarding if there was, like, some kind of animation or scene when you landed that final blow, but but that circle fade just kind of ruins the whole thing. It's just like they're... It's like, okay, it's all over, guys. Yeah, goodbye. Good job. Yeah, good job. You did it. <laughs> well, to be fair, you, I, I was pretty fatigued after some of those fights. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm okay. Okay, well, we're gonna go on to the second game here. That was uh, before we go on. I guess I should say uh, that was requested by Retro Decades from Langley, British Columbia. Thank you, Retro. One of our good, good patrons. <laughs> call them patrons. I don't know. Our loyal listeners. Our viewers. They just view the waveform and the visualizer and Winamp.
Huh. Yeah, that's a weird song. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sounds like a giant 8-bit nightmare. Good grief. Skype might have made that worse. It's quite possible. I don't know. It sounded uh, nightmarish enough to me. Oh, God. <laughs> this clearly is your favorite soundtrack. Oh, no, it's, I know, I know what game it is, but there is a very not safe work story that is associated with this song that I am constantly reminded of whenever I hear it. Well, I'll, I'll say the name of the game uh, after this next track. Okay, yeah, hold that thought. Yes, I'll hold the thought. <laughs> Here's your question. Mm-hmm. The third level is named after which classic baddie? you are playing along but it sounds like you have a pretty good idea what game this is yes this is kirby's pinball land on the game boy yep and uh the reason i said oh god uh before that last song uh like i said this is a very not safe for work story so i will go ahead and tell you guys to do a search for 4chan kirby pinball and you'll get uh, lots of image results of the post it's a it's the image itself is safe for work but uh once you see the post in question, uh, you'll see right away why I said, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll have to look this up after we finish. Okay, yeah. Um, pinball, uh, hmm. I don't know why, but I never played this game. I played really? Revenge of the Gator. I own I owned Revenge of the Gator, which is the pre- precursor to this game uh, on the same platform. Oh, was it made by the same people? Pretty sure. I think it's the same engine. Really? It was er- really early hell, yeah. Revenge of the Gator. Um, I've never even heard of that game. We use it on this podcast. Yeah, there we go. Mm. It has a, if I remember correctly, that game has a really weird multiplayer mode, too. Um, if you have, like, the, you know, the link cable for the Game Boy. But uh, Kirby's Pinball Land, my understanding is that's the second game that used a version of this engine, and then... Much later, I believe Pokemon Pinball also used the same pinball engine. Uh, so Kirby's Pinball Land—it's a pretty. I don't. Was this the first Kirby spin-off game? I, I want to uh, say it was. It might be. Yeah, because let's see. There's Kirby's Dreamland and Kirby's Adventure. Dreamland Two. Uh, did. What was that, what was that other one that was like the Breakout clone? 
that Star Stacker? Uh, Star Stacker? That, that's yeah. much later, I think. Oh, okay. But Dream, Dream Course might... Eh, I think this came out before Dream Course. Yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, let's see. Doesn't doesn't matter. This is one of the first Kirby spin-off games, and it, it mm-hmm. seems to have a pretty loyal following. Um, it's, you know, got clean Kirby graphics, and you can definitely tell what's going on. And it's got, you know, the, the usual baddies. Cracko, and in this case, Poppy is the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Poppy was the guy who, like, runs around with a... Uh, a bomb, or something. So yeah, um, yeah, that was yeah, that was Poppy, Poppy brother. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. Did, did you play this game, or you just know that? Song? Uh, no, I actually did play this game. I got, I played it like years and years ago, uh, before I even had a Game Boy. But uh, yeah, I didn't really get too far in it. But I bought it on the 3DS Virtual Console and just mm-hmm. absolutely fell back in love with it. It is. Yeah. You think you think it's worth whatever three or four bucks? Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It is. Yeah, it is one of the best pinball games that I've played. Uh, hmm. Like, I mean, it's not like a big pinball simulator, like what you would find on Zen Pinball or whatever. But yeah. I feel like it has one of the best. Like, it has one of the best styles of like a kind of video game pinball game, even though it's only like a black and gray. Uh, black and gray like dot graphics i i feel like it's one of the best uses of a uh, pinball on a, an existing license right. well i mean it, it certainly looks very cute i mean they, they did a really good job of, of, of bringing over the graphics um i don't know I, I, video game pinball is something i always want to like but in execution i'm so bad at pinball in general that um i, I have trouble actually enjoying playing um yeah, I the, the only that. the only game, and, and I'm sure listeners are going to say, "Shut up! You already said this before." Uh, uh, the only pinball game that I really ever got into was Pinball Quest for the NES. Which Pinball Quest? I don't. I know Johnny knows this game, but I don't know any. I don't think I've run into anyone else who actually really knows what this game's about. <laughs> and um, I, I want to say it was developed by Tosei and published by. Jaleco, maybe? Jaleco? So, it's unlikely that uh, we'll ever see it on the NES Virtual Console, but yeah. I, there was some Jaleco Game Boy game that came out for 3DS, so it's possible. Yeah, anything's but, possible. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. If I, if I want to play pinball, there's, there's tons of other pinball games out there for me, so... Yeah, but Kirby's Pinball Land does feel kind of unique, though. I mean, yeah, it's only like four bucks on the Virtual Console. It might even be three bucks. And uh, yeah, I was just looking it up. It is the f- very first uh, Kirby spin-off game. It came out in November of '93. There you go. And yeah, Kirby's Dream Course came out a year later, September '94. That's a good game too. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Oh yeah, Dream Course is great. Take take some time. Yeah, it's it's very very tough, but very war- rewarding at the same time. Okay, well we got a third request here. This one's actually uh, Curtis's, so he what? he can't. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Do What? Who uh, re- <laughs> you said what? <laughs> do What requested Kirby's Binball Man. So thank you very much for that. Thank you, Do What? Do What? Say what? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to go to the next game. Yeah. yeah. I'm a broken man, I'm just a shattering star 
Understand. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was, I heard that lyric. It was like, oh, is this a song about a wada? It's possible. Yeah, it could be.
Oh, man. That is just... Just listening to that song, I was just... I was pl- I felt like I was still playing along. <laughs> uh, well, um, man, what a crazy game. Uh, what is this game's European title? One, two, one, two, three, four, tap! figured out this is a rhythm game mm, it's right in the title too yeah it, it is what is the title the title is rhythm heaven fever mm-hmm. also known as you know this one uh in europe it is oh man oh man i'm beat the beat beat the beat yes that was rhythm it. paradise rhythm paradise uh i i I was even just thinking about that European title like a few days ago. For whatever reason, I just completely blanked out on it. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm I'm biased against this game, in part because I don't like WarioWare. Oh. And in part because I, the only time I've played the series is at E3, which has got to be like the worst. Yeah. I, w- I would imagine so. But, um... Man, this this game is so Japanese. I mean, that that's the English localization, and it's still really Japanese. Yeah. But you listen to the Japanese soundtrack, and sometimes they are singing in English, but it's you know English, mm. and you know it's like one, two, three, and so they re-record it anyway. I'm like, why do you even bother? It still sounds super Japanese. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that was kind of a weird thing that they would, like, you know, dub it all into English, since it's like, even even if you didn't understand Japanese, 
music is such a universal language that you could just pick it up right away. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I actually appreciate having both versions, but yeah. I mean, I actually, I actually do like the English language versions of some of the songs and some of the and some of the translations of the different um, stages. Hmm. Yeah, more, more so than the DS version. I felt, I felt like the localization of the DS version, like the voices at least, was such an afterthought that they just like got some random people that were in the office and just, hey, can you sing this? As just goes la 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 la. But I feel like yeah, they it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. But it's like in this in this game, I felt like they went above and beyond to make sure that these songs sounded great in English. I thought those all three of those were really funny. Granted, the second one is just like what monkey sounds or something. Yeah. But uh, maybe they're birds. I thought it was a monkey. Uh, the second um, one, the second one, it was a uh, it was a gorilla and a monkey. Like a gorilla was okay. tossing like golf balls to a monkey, and the monkey was hitting them. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay. But yeah, Rhythm Heaven Fever is like one of my favorite Wii games of all time. Uh, I thought, yeah, the style of it was just absolutely beautiful. It's very colorful. And like, you know, I have an HD TV, and I didn't even think about the fact that I was just playing a 480p game on my big HD TV, because it's just the style of the game was so colorful and so bold that it just transcended resolution. If that even makes any sense. No, but, I, I think there's certain art styles that um, blowing it up doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't detract so much from it. Mm -hmm. But even then, even without the graphics, I feel like I could just play this game without even looking at the TV. Like at this, this point, you probably could. If, yeah, if you're that big a fan. I'm well, it's not. It's not even that. It's just the songs and the cues are so well designed from a sound standpoint it's just like I could just close my eyes and concentrate on the rhythms and be able to you know complete complete the objective in the song well I, I seem to recall um, maybe it was Greg Leahy talking about this in our film where he was saying that actually closing his eyes helped him in some cases because they have they have intentional distractions on the screen yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of points in there where it's like yeah they'll like cover up uh, the different areas of the screen where you would have to concentrate on, but you can't concentrate on the images. You have to concentrate on the music. And I think uh, it was Jonathan Holmes over on Destructoid who was saying that this game feels like feels like what it's like to perform music. More so than Rock Band or Guitar Hero, like this game actually does a better job of letting you feel what it's like to just perform a song. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I just completely agree with him. Oh, wow, that's high praise, considering this, the concept isn't even to play music. It's just, you know, do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could go on and on about this game, but I feel like we don't have the time to do that. <laughs> well, but you're right. There are a lot of music games. And one of the reasons I, I tend to not like music games is, is that often it feels like you're unmuting a soundtrack when you play well. Mm -hmm. um, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, it um, does. Um, sometimes it's just like, oh, you start playing bad, so they, they make it sound funky and weird, or they just, you know, okay, put mute on that track. And <laughs> you're right, it's less making music and more of, like, maintaining the music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even if you mess up, the song, the music still sounds absolutely great. You know, it, it does a good... It, 
does a good job of making sure that even if you are doing poorly, that you're still experiencing just this amazing soundtrack. Unlike Rock Band, where it's just like, if you're messing up, then, you know, you're just missing a total element of it. Yeah, you get booed off the stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Not good for yourself. No, nah, not at all. This game, this game definitely made me feel really good. <laughs> all right, well, coming up is another listener request. Ooh.
probably loop there. Uh, I don't mind it. It was pretty catchy either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a very strange song. Yeah. I can't quite put my finger on where it's from, though. Well, I got two more songs coming up. Okay. anyone knows what platform this is on no i i am absolutely lost <laughs> well i'm i'm obsessed with game titles here so here's yet another um question in that vein uh what was the name of this game's precursor which was released only in japan hmm
finally stumped you yeah looks like you did all right well it wasn't actually me it was pixelated pixies damn you pixelated pixie yes yes this is art style light tracks for oh Wii. okay it's actually a we wear game okay i never actually played that yeah it's i don't think i've ever seen the we wear game in action but i know that i saw uh its precursor was um, it Bit Generations? It's, it's a Bit Generations yeah. game. You remember the name of it? Uh, Bit Generations. No, I don't even remember the name of that. <laughs> no. So this was a game that I'm pretty sure I saw, if not played, on the GBA called Dot Stream. Dot Stream. Okay, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Steve Rodriguez, our former director, Windy Man, he had this game, and I was just completely baffled by it. And uh, it's mostly because if you watch just like short clips of this game, you'll have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, and it looks like you're just sort of drawing like a picture or something, or mm-hmm. maybe it's like an Atari rainbow or something. But it's actually a racing game. Really? And, and you're racing as just a dot. And wherever you've been, you know, this trail goes behind you of where you've drawn you're just basically it's almost like you're racing with like a a pencil or something or a, or a pen um and so um you're drawing a line but you're really just racing you're racing through and you're avoiding obstacles and it, it, it's a racing game you know very straightforward there are zippers that you can hit and that make you go faster and um it's a racing game and there are whatever two three four five however many other dots you're racing against it looks really weird on on the Wii because they take the game that was for the Game Boy Advance and um, they wrap a lot of the levels around a, a 3D object or, or a shape in general. So, you know, instead of it just being a flat area, maybe on a on a curved surface or maybe like you know going around like weird bright edges, where it's, it's really a 2D game, but the presentation makes it kind of weird and maybe makes it harder to see where you're supposed to go. So it's got to be super trippy to play. Yeah, it sounds trippy. Yeah, well, the music's pretty trippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like it was just all over the place. Those three songs had their own like little distinct style to it. Yeah. So that's where I got, I got kind of confused, because after that first song, uh, it actually sounded a lot like uh, that Space Invaders game that was on DS. But yeah, um... Yeah, because yeah, that Space Invaders game had a lot of really good music, and it sounded like a sounded like that the first song. And the second song came on, and it's like this isn't Space Invaders. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to do. I, I, I like to kick them when they're down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is uh, Light Tracks, one of the art style games. Um, I, I think it has about the same soundtrack on the Game Boy Advance, although I'm sure it's a little less trippy. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out sometime. I think that would be a interesting game to re-release. I don't know if they could, they could probably like release that on like the GBA. Yeah, like on the uh, yeah, like on the Virtual Console, because uh, yeah, it's 
they're the virtual console isn't strangers to uh, like import games, like weird import mm-hmm. games. So that'll be yeah. that'll be really cool to re-release on there. Okay, well we got one last game here. Let's see if you can figure it out. All right. I know what kind of series this game is from, but I don't know the specific game just yet.
Yeah, that gets me pumped up. Mm. <laughs> well, what gameplay feature is conspicuously missing in this home console port? game yet but apparently we haven't yeah i'm surprised what game is this this game is double dragon it sure as heck is yeah for first i thought it was uh river city ransom and then i that clue that you gave uh kind of steered me in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah what, what is missing from this game uh uh two-player co-op mode yeah that's that's what i was going for yeah there's a two-player Sort of what? There's competitive. Yeah, there's like weirdo, a two, yeah, weirdo one, one. like kind of a weird fighting game, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but then you fun. can take turns playing as Billy because <laughs> um, that's what you want to do playing Double Dragon Kids. Exactly. Yeah. What's What's <laughs> better than uh, alternating multiplayer yeah. in a beat 'em up? <laughs> uh, I never owned this game, but I remember going over to friends' houses and playing it, and I was never very good. Yeah. But, it was always a lot of fun. Yeah, it always seems like one of the, it was one of those games that I never owned myself or rented myself. I just always played it at a friend's house. Yeah. It was just the yeah. eternal friend's house game for my entire life. Yeah, I, I could own it now. Uh, actually, I probably should go buy this one. This would probably be a good one for me because I never really sunk my teeth into it. I'm not a big beat-em-up guy, but, you know, I, I did yeah. uh, play it for a amount of TMNT 2. Mm-hmm. Man, yes. So yeah. I think this would be a good pick. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It's all, it's uh, on the Wii, Virt- Wii U Virtual Console right now. It is? I, I didn't realize it made yeah, it to the it, Wii Yeah, uh, it came out a few, I want to say maybe about a year ago. And, uh, okay, yeah, with, great. Like, yeah, with like a bunch of other uh, beat-em-up games from the same people. W- would you recommend this over the others if I haven't played those? Or, um, um... You know what? I, I haven't really played too many of the other 
uh, games in the series, but yeah, the original Double Dragon is still a fun time. Uh, from what I've heard, the third one is not the way to go. So if the third one is on the Virtual Console, uh, don't bother. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this game was, uh... It's weird, because I, I was reading up on it, and I guess it was like their first Famicom game that Technos had made, so they were wrestling with the hardware, so there, there's some weird quirks, like uh, it can only display two baddies, and they have to be the same yeah. character. You know, I never really noticed that until you... I know, I never I never noticed that too until I read about it, like, oh yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. <laughs> and you can pick up you know, weapons and use them, but because of that limitation, they force you to not carry over a weapon to the next yeah. room. There's lots of weird kind of limitations with that. Like, I remember, I think it was either the... It might have been the second or third boss, uh, where, you know, you normally beat up the bosses to defeat them, but uh, there's this one boss where you fight on a series of scaffoldings, and if you go up one of the scaffoldings and climb back down... What when he's off screen, then climb back up, then he's just gone. You've just defeated the boss. <laughs> does it like tr trigger as though he were deleted? I, or I think so. Like yeah. Once you game? once you go off the screen, it, the, it just treats it like the enemy was just never there. Nice. Yeah. Lots of weird programming things like that, but yeah, Good it is times. it is still a very fun game, very satisfying game. All right, I'm, I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Yeah. Because uh, it's a classic. I, I barely play. I mean, I play the game, but it, you know. You know, maybe three or four times in my life. You know, not and never all the way through. So I, I think I think this would be a really good one to go back to. Yeah, and uh, definitely check out uh, Double Dragon Neon, uh, which is on. I think it's on everything but the Wii U, it's like Xbox. Yeah, Xbox 360, PS3, and I think it's on Steam as well. And uh, that that is a really good uh, kind of beat 'em up in the style of the old Double Dragon games, but with a really just bizarre '80s neon kind of vibe to it which I thought was really, really cool. Alrighty. Well, that is the last game. Uh, before we go, I do want to remind listeners that they can request their own picks uh, by clicking on the uh, email form linked on pretty much every uh, episode uh, of the podcast. And just send your requests. Um, you know, I'll try to get to them. I have a big list. But uh, I always am looking for good picks, so... Uh, send them in. Uh, please check the forums. I have a big list of games I've already used, and I try to avoid reusing games. So um, check that before you, you send it off. But otherwise, yeah, send in your request. Uh, Curtis, uh, any particular video project you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I have a couple series that I'm working on on uh, Nintendo World Report's YouTube channel. I have the Nintendo Top Tendo, which is kind of a satirical top ten list Uh countdown show. The last episode went up a few days ago was the top 10 games that my uncle who works for Nintendo told me were coming out. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a fun episode to do. That was actually co-written by our very own Zach Kaplan, aka Steel Diver. So big thanks to him. Uh, and I'm also I've also been doing some video reviews on there and I'm doing ep I'm trying to work on more episodes of The Dog Show. Uh, which is kind of a retrospective on just weird games from my past, and uh, I'm working on working on that. And I also have some personal stuff on my own YouTube channel called uh, Kurt Dog Gaming. That's C U R T D O G G Gaming. Uh, do a somewhat weekly series on there called Please Sakurai, where I kind of do dramatic readings of 
some of the weirdest and worst posts from the Smash Brothers Miiverse, and they get really, really weird. And uh, it's always a lot of fun to do. And uh, yeah, as far as far as that's concerned, that's what I'm working on right now. And hopefully, another episode will be going up tomorrow of both Please Sakurai and Top Tendo. So be on the lookout for those. All right, please understand, everyone. Good night. All right, bye. is copyright 2014 Nintendo. Kirby's Pinball Land is copyright 1993 HAL Laboratory Nintendo. Rhythm Heaven Fever is copyright 2012 Nintendo Tsunku TNX.
Art style, liked tracks, is copyright 2010, Nintendo. Double Dragon is copyright 1988, Technos.